When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. What's up, Rams fans? This is a special edition of Rams Up Podcast, Rams Cardinals Preview. I'm Tom Kortz at Rams Beat on X, and I'm here with Jesus from Cardinals Update. Update at Update Cardinals on X. How you doing, Jesus? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? Hey, good, good. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, really looking forward to diving into the Arizona Cardinals uh, in in anticipation of the upcoming game here in Week Six. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to dive in and start real quick with the uh, what were the expectations of the Cardinals coming into the season from the Cardinals fans' perspective. Well, um, I think this season it was really. Um, just two sides of it. So you had, since we did have a new GM, new head coach, just basically a new staff altogether, you know, everyone thought 
it was going to be a really bad season, you know, oh, and 17 conversations are happening. You know, other people were talking about is Gannon going to be a one and done coach and then just, you know, ship him off kind of how they did Steve Wilkes. But, um, you know, you had that half of the fans and you had the other fans that were just pretty optimistic about everything, seeing what type of what type of GM Monty Austin Ford is. And then also him having the connections around the NFL, you know, getting Jonathan Gannon. And then with Jonathan Gannon, him getting the guys that he believes in and Drew Petzing and Nick Rollis. So I was on the optimistic side of things where, you know, I thought we had a good young coaching core and that they just, you know, this season, it wasn't going to be the best. I mean, obviously our talent isn't there, but I thought that we had a chance to really play hard and with good coaching because before I think in in the last regime, regime, the coaching really wasn't there. It was mainly based off of talent. And I, I really do believe Gannon is a good head coach. Yeah. So Steve Kime, your GM, out. Cliff Kingsbury, your head coach, mm-hmm. out. In comes Marty Austin Fort, a new GM from Tennessee. And, and he brings in Jonathan Gannon, the, yep. uh, the defensive coordinator from the Eagles. So some really good pedigree there uh, uh, to, re- to sort of reset the culture and kind of start over. And then, of course, Kyler Murray injured last year. Uh, you knew he wasn't yes. going to be ready for the season. And, um, yeah, so interesting. So, And then you, you mentioned the, the talent. Uh, so give us a rundown. I mean, we know everyone knows DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, um, you know, a few others, Zach Allen, Byron Murphy. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who else was – who else, you know, key players did you lose? And then, um, and then who did you add? So one of the main starters that we lost, um, like you said, it was Hopkins was later off in the, in the off season, JJ Watt retired. Um, Zach Allen, he went to the Broncos, Byron Murphy. He went to Minnesota. Um, we also lost um, our left guard, Justin Pugh. He had an injury and it was contemplating retirement. And then he went ahead and just, um, went to, I think he's at the Eagles right now. Um, the main people that we did sign were our probably premier free agent is Kaiser White. So he came in from the Eagles, followed Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rallis to kind of anchor this defense. He's been, he's been the main guy. Um, Gannon said he was his war daddy. So, you know, he says every defense has their war daddy for us. It's Kaiser White. Um, he's one of the guys that has he's the guy on defense has a green dot you know calling a defense getting everyone situated and just making sure everything flows correctly um another free agent that came followed our offense coordinator drew petzing his name is hajay froholt so he's he's our center right now and he's been surprising too a lot of these names aren't going to be familiar to a lot of people unless you really follow the cardinals or really followed where these players were before but so far, a lot of these players, they're blossoming here in Arizona, and I really attribute that to the coaching. So, like I said, Kaiser White, Hajay Froholt. Hi, this uh, is Ryan from Rams Up. Don't Kevin forget Strong, to like and subscribe. A defensive lineman. He was with Monty Austin for in Tennessee. So a lot of names that that are like their guys. So like our coaches, uh, Gannon, Petzing, Rallis, and our GM, Monty Austin Fort, they're bringing in a lot of their guys. Um 
like I said, with Kevin Strong, with Zach Pascal too. He was with Gannon when they had their time in uh, in Minnesota. LJ Collier, um, we remember him from the Seahawks, but he hasn't played much. But the week one he did play, um, he did have an injury. He's on IR right now, but he's really panned out and then had a lot of solid uh, reps in our defense. Yeah, that's great. And then um, Zach Pascal came over, and uh, is that mm-hmm. is that right? Or yeah, and yeah. Um, chosen Anderson. I'm not sure how big of. I mean, he made a little bit of a splash earlier um, with the Dolphins in a backup role, and uh, yeah, another player that you know, kind of, kind of, which seems like so there's so many players around the league that left Arizona. It's not, it's not any like the Rams though. I mean, the Rams obviously we've lost a lot of players too mm-hmm. in kind of a re- reset, rebuild mode. Um, to some degree. So a couple of teams, uh, you know, trying to get their footing back. I mean, obviously we didn't have the turnover in the front office and the, uh, and the coaching staff like you guys did, but, um, but still a lot from the player perspective, uh, you know, a huge amount of turnover, something that the yeah. two teams have in common. So, you know, so obviously everyone knows Kyler Murray injured coming into the season. Um, who are some other key injuries that you had that uh, that coming into the season that you're with, that you don't have right now, or players that were injured this year that won't be available in the Rams game. So obviously, you hit it off our main one, Kyler Murray. He was out against the Patriots. You know, hopefully we get him back sometime soon, maybe for the second game against the Rams. But uh, he's our main guy on offense, on defense, kind of the heart of the whole Cardinals organization, Buda Baker. He was lost to IR with with a hamstring injury. He is hopefully returning back soon. Not going to be out uh, out there for the Rams game, unfortunately, because he was on IR. So this will be his last game missed. And then hopefully if everything works out well, he can return next week. Um, some other names that a lot of people might not know, um, LJ Collier, he was also going to be one of the main defense alignment for our um, on our defense and he's out on ir uh, we also have um i'm sorry we also have chris barnes he's day-to-day he had an ankle injury um and yeah just a lot of people just in and out of the lineup right now we have james connor who got hurt last game against the Bengals. uh he had a 35 yard run and unfortunately just tweaked his knee he got put on ir so he's going to be missing the next month or so so right now we're just finding out who who could be the replacement if it's going to be just a main guy you know we have some people that played last game in Dermacado. he's a free agent running back from tcu he, uh, so he was kind of the the main guy taking the snaps as soon as james connor went down and then uh we also have Keontae ingram he was a six round running back that we had last year um he is scheduled to make his start against the Rams. So we're going to see how that uh, goes. If he's going to take the bulk of the carries, kind of like how James Conner was the more workhorse back, or if it's going to be a running back by committee with um, Keontae Ingram, Dermacado, and maybe a third guy in, um, in Corey Clement. Gotcha. Wow. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of injuries for sure. Um, Murray, yeah. Buda Baker and Connor, being out are yeah that's crazy um three of your top stars um so yeah if 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 you were to just sort of summarize the offense 
um, so far this season. Obviously, Joshua Dobbs stepping in for Kyler Murray and just balling out. I mean, I just the guys played so well, at least from a outsider's yeah. perspective. And then, so who else on the offense has really stood out that may be unexpected? And then who has uh, maybe uh, you know not performed as well as you had hoped? So some people that really stood out is going to be like the young guys. So we have, I know you guys have Puka that's doing well right now. We kind of have our own version of a late round, uh, like a drafty that you didn't really think was going to break out, but has, you know, broken onto the scene and Michael Wilson, he's going to be hopefully our main receiver. So for the first couple of games, the first four weeks, he's had a steady increase in usage. You know, he's been playing close to hundred percent of the snaps and, you know, he hasn't dropped. I think he's, has 95% catch rate right now. The past three games, he's caught every single ball that's been targeted to him. And then out of the out of nowhere, the Bengals game, he wasn't starting. And then he didn't get his first target until three or five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that had a lot of people thinking, you know, what's going on with Michael Wilson? Um, and also another rookie that's been playing really well is our first overall pick, our first round pick, uh, Paris Johnson. So he's been manning the right, the right side of the line and kind of stepped in day one and never looked back. We haven't, heard, we haven't heard a peep from him. I mean, unless it's all been good, but we really haven't heard anything from him, which is a good thing for offensive linemen in my eyes, just because he's not, you know, letting up sacks. He's not letting up, um, he's not breaking up plays or anything like that. He's, you know, he's manning that right side of the defense. Um, also, like you said, Josh Dobbs, he's been playing really well within this offense um drew petzing in the offseason kind of preached that this offense is going to be more run dominant more modern um he said he was going to take ties from san francisco from the bears uh not from the bears from the browns my bad and he was going to try and mix that together and kind of make his own style of of his offense and that's something more modern so we've been running a lot of the uh the ball a lot of the time and you know, that's why it, it's kind of you kind of want to see what's going to happen right now, just because James Conner has been taking 90, 95 percent of the snaps um, at the running back position. And Dermacato has been sort of that change of pace back. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team on Sunday, you know, how they go out and kind of um, apply the the run, the running down the hill scheme. Because you, you kind of saw last game with James Conner when he went down you know, the team kind of didn't really know what to do at times. Um, as soon as he went down, they went three and out, throwing three straight times, and it didn't really get you nowhere. And after, you know, the Bengals got up to a double-digit lead, they kind of tried to throw their way back into the game, and that's really not what Josh Dobbs does. So he's more of a, you know, you kind of get into rhythm with him with the run game, and then you can you hit play action and try and hit Michael Wilson deep. You try and hit Hollywood Brown deep, and so that just hasn't that wasn't their last game. So hopefully they could supplement that um, some way. Yeah, gotcha. So who who did take just out of curiosity who did take the um, majority of the snaps after Connor went down, and who can we expect to see taking the snaps uh, the starting uh, running back against the Rams? So as soon as James Conner went down, it was Ermari Dermacato. So he was, okay. 
He's that undrafted uh, rookie free agent that we picked up. He took wow. up most of the most of the carries because Keontae Ingram, which has been our number two back throughout the whole offseason, he was out with a neck injury. So we hopefully have him back this week. I know Jonathan Gannon said that um, Ingram's going to be in line to start and he's going to hopefully, you know, be healthy enough to play. So we're hoping on him to be kind of be that James Conner replacement. They're both similar stature. So uh, James Conner is a bigger back. He's 6'1", 230 around there. So, and Keontae Ingram's 6'1", 220, 225. So they both have similar, um, similar builds and they also, uh, they run the same. Uh, I know with James Conner, you do get that sort of breakaway uh, run sometimes, but with Keontae Ingram, you, you just, you hopefully have a spark of what James Conner had with him. And, you know, the more carries and the more touches he gets, hopefully by the end of the game, you know, he's playing uh, just just to fill in for that running back role. And then Dermacado, he's more the change of pace back for us. So that third, the third down guy where you kind of pass it to him, he's kind of more shifty, uh, sort of what that, like the one-two punch. Gotcha. No, the good stuff. Good stuff. Um, So switching over to the defensive side of the ball, obviously Mm -hmm. Buda Baker's out. Um, Who are you? uh, Who's really kind of stepped up on defense this year and, uh, and who maybe has, uh, hasn't been playing as well as you've hoped. So one of the main guys that's been stepping up um, in that secondary has been our six round rookie. His name is Keetro Clark. So I don't know. Might not be a name many people heard of. He's a corner out of Louisville, which was Jonathan Gannon's alma mater. So he sort of calls him his little baby. So he's been out there performing. Week one, he's been solid. Week two, he's been solid. But this Bengals game, I guess, same thing with Michael Wilson. He didn't start the game, and he was only in there uh, back and forth with another corner that we have, Antonio Hamilton. And they've been – they were sharing snaps on Sunday, which is kind of weird because – you know, Keytrail has been one of our best corners uh, since week two, probably. And he's been, you know, he's out there tackling everyone. He's out there breaking up passes. And you just love to see a six-round guy go out there like that. Um, like you said, Buddha Baker is not going to be in the game. We have to wait and see with, Jay, uh, with Jalen Thompson. He also got hurt um, against the Bengals, and he was out for most of the game. So that kind of put different people into positions they might not be familiar with. Um, so he's most likely not going to play this week. You know, hopefully it's going to be – see what's going on. It's going to be a week-to-week basis. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Another guy that is under the radar that kind of filled in for Buda Baker is Kayvon Wallace. So he's a safety that came. uh, We picked him up off of waivers. Uh, from the Eagles. So he was John DeGannon's guy. He's a safety from Clemson. So he's been playing really solid for us. Again, another guy that, you know, loves to tackle and kind of plays the way that John DeGannon and Nick Rallis sees the defense being played with, you know, guys that love football, that love to hit. Um, someone else that sort of broke out last game, um, Dante Stills. So you hope he kind of continues the hot streak that he's been going on. He had one sack, and he had a few a few tackles, so he is also another rookie that we had. Um, other than that, our edge rushers—they're kind of the our edge rush room is sort of crowded right now. It's not necessarily deep, but it's crowded. We have Zayvon Collins, we have Dennis Gardeck, we have Victor Dumakeji, we have Cameron Thomas. So just a bunch of names and a bunch of guys that they rotate in and out to keep everyone fresh. So you could see them um, hopefully, you know, trying to disrupt Matthew Stafford in some way. And, yeah, the main guys that are coming out of that group, I think Zayvon Collins has been playing great. You know, he was an inside linebacker last year and sort of played that will linebacker role for um, for our defense last year and also going back to Tulsa. So this year, Gannon uh, saw that he kind of has a build for an edge. So he put him at edge, you know, learning that uh, edge rush technique. So he's been playing really solid. You know, he has a bunch of pressures and he has, I think, uh, three sacks to his name already this season. So just a bunch of guys that may not be premier guys on the outside, but they do uh, change everyone in and out uh, on a down and down basis so everyone can have fresh legs. Good stuff, man. Good, good summary for the Rams fans on what we can expect on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Really appreciate that. Uh, just awesome. moving on a little bit to, and yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, the 
outsider looking in, I mean, obviously we're in division, but um, you kind of keep track of, of teams a little bit more so in that regard. Mm-hmm. But um, but just outsider looking in, it's the, the narrative uh, has been what what happened to the Cardinals in terms of, you know, they're coming out and playing so hard. This team was supposed to lay down this year. Uh, we saw it at the end of the Kingsbury era where there was a lot of, at least, uh, again, outside looking in, a lot of discord and yeah. in the organization. But with this culture change, uh, with Austin Ford and Gannon coming in, you know, again, from, as we said at the beginning, you know, these winning winning organizations, winning cultures, and resetting that. Um, we saw that happen when McVay came in, uh, you know, seven years ago. And mm-hmm. it's just such a difference. But the team is seem- seemingly has been playing really hard, right? It's a lot, not a ton of talent. And even then, lost, you know, without Kyler Murray and Buda Baker um, and lo- losing, you know, Hopkins and Watt and Allen and Murphy, all these guys. Uh, but yeah. these youngsters are just playing so hard. I mean, pretty similar to the Rams, at least on the – defensive side of the ball for the Rams so much so many youngsters playing really hard and balling out but obviously you had a huge marquee win over the Cowboys um, and then close losses uh, to Washington and the Giants and then you know understandable losses to Cincinnati and the 49ers a couple of likely playoff teams I mean just talk about the culture change and and what it's been like as a fan to see this team just coming out there and giving it its all. Yeah. So obviously you kind of, you kind of hit it where it was a culture change. Uh, I know in the off season, one, our left tackle DJ Humphreys, you know, he was asked the questions, you know, kind of how is this regime, you know, sort of different than the last one, you know, what kind of things are you guys, you know, culturally, what kind of things are you changing? He mentioned it was a culture shock. So it was kind of sort of something like, you know, Gannon came in, you kind of saw videos in the beginning when he was hired, you know, he's kind of a a loud guy, kind of does his own thing, maybe a little bit goofy sometimes, but, you know, the, the players bought in and they, they're fighting hard for him, him and Nick Rallis and Drew Petzing and Monty Austin for it. It seems like everyone is on the same vision, which, you know, in the past, it felt like we didn't really have, you kind of felt the front office had their visions of who was gonna who they were gonna sign who they were gonna draft and who was gonna play a specific role and then you had the coaches sort of you know maybe not playing some younger guys where you think they had a bigger role coming into the season than what they actually did by the end of the season so right now it's i feel like everything is gonna is is like on the shared vision everyone knows everyone communicates everyone is just on the same page which is I think one of the main things why, you know, we've been playing hard because everyone knows what they're, what they're getting into. Um, with, um, I'm sorry, I just had a, a, a blank thing pass by. So, uh, yeah, so with, with Gannon, uh, everything seems pretty good. Um, like I said, everyone, uh, all the players bought in. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much everything that, uh, that happened in, in the terms of like the culture Ooh. side. Who, yeah, so you mentioned that when we talked about the front office and the coaches getting on the same page again, and the players buying in. Who are you know the, the third prong usually in these culture uh, shifts um, is uh, getting the uh, the veteran leadership to buy in as well. Who are those veteran leaders that kind of run the clubhouse 
now that uh, you know, sort of if you if you say Watts gone and Hopkins and Murray is sidelined, who are the guys that are really leading the uh, leading the culture change in the locker room? So yeah, DJ Humphreys, he was, he's been one of our main guys. Uh, he's been here uh, since 2015 when we drafted him. So he's seen a lot of ups and downs with this team. And he, you know, since day one, he's, he's said, you know, what he likes about Jonathan Gannon. He's been nothing but complimentary for him. Um, Hollywood Brown is another guy that's, you know, uh, a younger veteran that he's really bought in with everything that Gannon's saying. You know, he says that, you know, he enjoys everything that's going on. And then also the players that they brought in, I think, kind of helped on the defensive side. So Kaiser White, he, you know, he followed Gannon and kind of set the tone for everyone on the defense. Um, Buda Baker, you know, in the offseason, there were some contract negotiations. But, I mean, outside of the business side of football, he's been nothing but complimentary of everyone on the defensive side and just, you know, everyone buying into the role of what's going on. So Zayvon Collins, you know, they moved him from inside linebacker to edge and he's been nothing but complimentary. He says, you know, he, he loves the position change and, you know, he could really see himself doing well this year. Um, and also might not be someone that's playing right now, but Kyler Murray has really bought in, um, with John DeGannon and with Monty Austinfort um, throughout the offseason, you know, they went, um, Kyler had his Heisman Trophy ceremony and basically every new person that was hired went to his ceremony. It was everyone from um, John DeGannon, from Monty Austinfort, from uh, Drew Petzing, Nick Rallis, you know, they had the QB coach, um, Izzy Wolfork. Um, you also had a couple front office guys with like, the media and relations people and just everyone huddling around uh, Kyler Murray. And, you know, he, even though he hasn't been on the field, you know, he was there every single day doing rehab and you could just feel the energy change. And also I, I think, you know, outside of the players buying in, I think also, you know, what money off support has been changing just around the facility. So I know in the off season, the NFL PA grades came out and the, the Cardinals scored really low on them. And, you know, ever since then, it feels like everything that's been really highlighted to be bad. I mean, obviously you can't change everything in one off season, but a lot of things that have, that were kind of joked about with the Cardinals being a lower class organization. So one of the main things is like the players had to pay for their own food. If whenever they were in the facility, as soon as money also came in, they cut that out and, you know, the food is free, you know, they eat breakfast there, they eat lunch there, everything is free for the players. Um, another thing where like for the family of the players, they didn't have uh, a play section or a family section inside the stadium for game days. And so they updated that they have their own uh, Cardinals family player section um, at State Farm Stadium. So everything has been changing for the better from Money Austin Fort and Every, all the changes come from him and Gannon. Like I said, they're on the same uh, like shared vision. So having the change that you see around the building and then it really just helps the players buy in more into what's going on. Hopefully long-term, we're able to get those other things, uh, hopefully get like a better facility whenever they work out in the off season and stuff like that. Wow. That's a lot of <laughs> players having to pay for food in the facility. That's crazy. <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of this goes back to 
Bill Bidwell doesn't have the greatest reputation, and and Michael's I think running the team now, or um, in, or has a lot of involvement. But uh, yeah, I just uh, you just wonder is uh, you know kind of starts from the top down, and um, and hopefully they're letting these guys do their thing, and it sounds like they are. So um, you know yeah. just hope, just kind of hope for the best in when when it comes to um, the Bidwells for sure. So just moving on yeah, in terms of just yeah, go ahead. No, talk about the Bidwells. So yeah, uh, with Michael Biddle, I know you know there's like like you said, Michael Biddle doesn't have or the Biddle family in general doesn't have a good um, track record of you know doing things the right way. But I think now that you know you they hired someone from outside of the organization with money Austin for you know he's been in New England for ten twelve years. He was with with the Titans for three years, and so him coming over. Michael Bidwell, from what I've heard and just the reports, he's kind of laid off of just how he was in the past, kind of controlling the the team and really being a hands-on owner. So he has kind of stepped back, you know, just focused on growing the Cardinals organization from a business perspective and let uh, Monty and Gannon run the football side of things, how it should be. And so he's been doing – he's been hands-off ever since Monty got here and hopefully, you know, it stays that way and you have the football people taking care of the football things. Yeah, that's definitely how it should be for sure. So, um, uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Um, so yeah, finally, so we kind of laid laid out how this game could go on the offensive and defensive side of the ball from the Cardinals perspective. So what do you think, what do you expect and what would kind of prediction would you, uh, put out there for, for the game this week the the Cardinals are um, seven point underdogs to the Rams. Um, you know, largely probably some of that is, is based upon some of the injuries that we talked about, but what do you expect to see? Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I expect, you know, to try and replicate what James Conner has been doing. I sort of see it as a running back by committee. I think Keontae Ingram is going to get the start out there, but I really truly think it's going to be a rotation with Keontae Ingram, with um, Dermacado, and also someone that they'll elevate off the practice squad, you know, whoever that might be. Corey Clement has been on this team since free agency, so I think he'll probably get a crack at it since, you know, he knows the offense and it's going to be just a a quick turnaround. Um, And then also, you know, just trying – run to the right side of the ball. Obviously, you know, you don't have your main running back that's been with you um, since the offseason, so you kind of want to just help them out. And that right side of our offensive line, I think, is our best side. So from our center to right tackle, our center, uh, like I said, uh, Hajay Frolholt, he's been a really good surprise, you know, banging down the interior of the offensive line. Our right guard, Will Hernandez, he's been really just um, – just great to see out there. He's one of the top 10, you know, guards, you know, in PFF grade, you know, take it with a grain of salt just because, you know, PFF is, you know, it's up and down sometimes. Some people like it, some people hate it, but, you know, he's been one of the better guards, I think, um, in the league. And also Paris Johnson, I think he's been a surprise for a rookie. So both of them, Manning on the right side, you know, whenever we do run on that side, it's always positive yardage. 
Um, and also, I would say, you know, kind of keep a lookout for the deep passes to Hollywood Brown. I know they kind of missed on a few in the beginning of the of the Bengals game last last week. And I think they kind of want to try and get that back. Uh, also, I think you'll probably see more of Michael Wilson getting involved because um, during the press interview, uh, J- uh, Josh Dobbs said that, you know, he talked to Michael Wilson and said that it was, you know, it was his bad not getting him the ball until the fourth quarter. So I think you'll probably see a good amount of, of those intermediate throws to Michael Wilson. And also what this offense have been, has been predicated around is the tight ends. So probably see a lot of Ertz too, getting some underneath uh, catches. You know, he's getting up there in age. So a lot of the times now it's just catch and go down with him. And that's probably what you see from the, from the offensive side. I would, for you, for the Rams, I would probably say look at the left side of the line. DJ Humphreys really didn't have a good game last week. He let up two sacks to um, Sam Hubbard. And I, I, I think, you know, that's probably the weakest side of our line. Um, him and our left guard, Elijah Wilkinson, both of them are kind of up and down. You know, some weeks they have an amazing game. Some weeks they don't. What it's been like for the past couple of weeks. So, you know, kind of look at that. And then for the defensive side, I think you'll they'll try and supplement. I like I said, Buda Baker's already out. Jalen Thompson probably won't play. So you want to see what Kayvon Wallace can do, kind of manning the the back end of the defense. And also, you hope to see Keicho Clark out there more. He's been, I would say, our best corner. Um, and then you have Marco Wilson. I think is someone that's been struggling a lot recently. You know, he he doesn't get caught up with 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 like the underneath stuff you know he'll he'll grab but the main thing that he does get exposed for is the deep passes you know week one he did a great job against Terry McLaurin and that Washington offense where you know he didn't really let anyone go off for a big game but week two um, one of the main reasons I think why the Giants came back was because you had um, their rookie receiver he went out and had I think two or three catches for 80 some yards. So he was just one of their main deep threats. And it's something that he's been exposed for. Same thing um, two weeks ago uh, against the 49ers uh, with Brandon Ayuk. He let him go off for a couple of 40 plus yard games uh, for, I mean, yard throws. And last week, you know, he was one of the main guys that was in charge of covering Jamar Chase and he let him go for, 15 16 catches for 200 some yards and you know even though we tried doubling him it still didn't work you know you had uh marco wilson covering underneath and you had uh, one of our backup safeties um out there trying to help him and it still didn't work you know a lot of times for us cardinals fans you see like a deep play happened and then uh, it's marco wilson in the in the vicinity you know i don't want to harp him in but harp on him but it's been like that for a couple of weeks. So we hopefully he has a better game, you know, sort of like that Washington game or the Cowboys game where he he held his own. But, you know, for him, it's it's up and down. And also the defensive line, you hope there's someone like a Dante Stills that breaks out again that has uh, that really just holds on to the holds on to that starting de- defensive tackle role since, you know, we have a lot of people injured right now. And then on edge, you'll probably see a rotation of guys between uh, Dumic, Victor Dumikagey with Zayvon Collins, with Dennis Gardeck, with Cameron Thomas. And then on passing situations, it's mainly been B.J. Ojolari out there. 
So you kind of see a mixture of five, six different guys. And then in the middle of the defense, you have Kaiser White. You know, he'll be there. And then hopefully if his ankle feels better, you'll have Chris Barnes. Gotcha. So, wow. So, um, well, good summaries there on the offensive defensive side, what we can expect from the Rams perspective uh, to see on, from Arizona. Um, so, yeah, finally, I'm going to give my score prediction and then uh, I'd like to get your score prediction. So I'm going to go 27-20 Rams. Um, I think that uh, the Rams defense has stepped up and kept some explosive teams um, in that 20 range. Uh uh, you know, held held San Francisco to its lowest uh, total so far and so forth. So um, I'm going to go 27-20 Rams. And what's your score prediction for this game? Uh, it was kind of similar. So I think it's going to be 27-24. I think the Cardinals will sort of get the, get the edge over it just because, you know, last game against the, the Bengals, I feel like it was just an outlier type of game where we didn't see the first month of the season. And I think this week they're kind of going to go back to or you know what we did for the first couple of weeks and what's worked well obviously it's going to be tough um going against you know trying to supplement what james connor has done but i feel like they'll do a good job and drew petzing i think you know i think highly of him and i think he'll be able to drop some plays that will kind of you know help out there so i'm sorry 27 24 rams or cardinals Cardinals, yeah. Oh, gotcha. You're going to take in the Cardinals by three. Okay, good. Yeah. I got the Rams by seven. You get Cardinals by three. We're staying on on uh, form here with our uh, our team. So, well, hey, hey, Seuss, thank you so much for that great insight into the Cardinals. I mean, that was that was fantastic for Rams fans. Um, thank you again with uh, Hey Seuss from Cardinals Update at Update Cardinals on X. And uh looks like, uh, you know, not to uh, foresee too much here, but it looks like uh, Jesus has a uh, his own podcast coming up pretty soon here. So we'll look forward to hearing yeah, that. Hopefully, yes. And, uh, well, that's great. Congratulations uh, in advance. Hopefully that comes through. And um, look you. forward to uh, following the Cardinals through you and your knowledge. So um, we really appreciate it, Jesus. And uh, we'll look forward to a great game on Sunday. All right. Nice, nice talking to you, man. Thanks a lot. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.